what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? Seriously, have you done a pulse check on that? What actually is good? What is good? How many things can you list? Do it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we're going to talk about our job, our J-O-B. Are you ready? Our job is to believe. No rocket science here. Our job is to believe. But how many of us actually know that we know that we know this truth, that that is our job? Our job is to believe. Okay, what I don't often see is this in practice, in action. I don't see a lot of models of this. Now, I don't say that they don't exist because I find them when I look for them. Okay, but often this is not what you see more often than not. More often than not, you see the opposite. You see fear, you see anxiety, you see anger, you see hate, you see gossip, you see judgment, you see comparison, you see jealousy, right? Our job is to simply believe, okay? So I'm gonna break this down a bit on today and the time that we have here. And then I am recording this actually early in comparison to when these episodes are normally released because Thanksgiving is tomorrow. So I'm also going to give you an exercise that you can bring into your time with family, with friends, even with yourself, depending on how you want to honor that day or spend that day, okay? Now, even if you're listening to this and it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving tomorrow... (laughs) This exercise can still be a great thing that you do with people in your world. So stay tuned for that as well. Okay, let's talk about belief here for a second. I'm not going to break down belief, but I want you to just consider what you believe your reality to be. What you see, let me say it differently, what you see in your reality is what you actually believe is available to you is what you deserve. Let me say that even differently. The future vision you have dictates how you act now. Need to let that land for a second. It's a say la moment, okay? So check it out. If I don't think that I am able to earn X amount of dollars, then I wouldn't be really going down the path of getting a financial advisor or scheduling time with my accountant or learning about investments, if I don't believe I'm worthy of X amount of dollars or if I don't see that as possible for me, I'm not going to make space for it in my life and I'm going to accept what I have now with me. Or if I don't believe that I'm worthy or available or uh, healthy enough or whole enough or 
whatever term you want to throw in that, for a high value, healthy relationship, I will probably keep repeating patterns of emotional unavailability, dysfunction, uh, poor communication, just gross relationship habits, right? If that's, if I don't think that I'm available for the best relationship possible, I will settle for the relationship that comes my way, right? I will inevitably choose a lesser relationship. Or if I don't believe that I am worthy of feeling beautiful or, uh, you know, wearing a certain outfit, then I'm not going to take care of my body. I'm not going to pay attention to what I put in my mouth or what I'm watching or what I'm listening to. I won't care for myself. I won't show up for myself in the same way. Are you getting it? The, the future vision that I have for myself dictates how I show up now. Holy Moses. Okay, so this is what I do. A lot of the time when I work with clients specifically around identity, we look at the future version of him or her, okay? The the vision of who God had in mind when he created him or her. And then we backtrack from there. What would it look like for you to show up as him or her now in your relationship, at your job? in your business, with your children, with your spouse, like whatever that might be, what would that look like for you to start showing up and embodying that wonderful new person that God put you on this earth to be versus reverting back to habits and living by default mode or continuing to show up and getting the same result that you're actually not happy with because you're not willing to do this kind of inner work. Okay. But I just want to hold that up. The future vision that you have for yourself dictates how you show up now. And it's what you believe you are worthy of or what you are available for. So I was talking with a client today and actually <laughs> the topic of distractions came up. And this particular client was asking me, well, I could really use prayer around what to do when distractions come up. And I said, listen, it's either going to be resist or flee, <laughs> right? The Bible makes it very clear. Flee sexual immorality, if that's the area of temptation. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? Like there's options here. Whenever a temptation comes up, don't be surprised because they will. That doesn't mean that you're not evolved enough. They will come up. Temptations even came up for Jesus. But how you respond, right, is going to depend on what you're listening to, the flesh, which is weak, or the spirit, right? Now, when you're partnered with the spirit, you won't go after the lust of the flesh, and God always provides a way of escape. So the prayer could probably be changed in that case, or, you know, the prayer could be for empowerment to make wise choices, or to resist, or to flee, or whatever the scenario might have been. With me? But when distractions as a topic came up, I said that this is actually common. The enemy loves to do this, right? There's no new tricks, really, that he's up to. He uses the same thing, and he's really asking you, are you still available for this? Let me test you and see if you're going to fall for the same distraction, for the same test. Are you going to fall for it, or have you evolved? Have you learned your lesson, or do you want another ride? Okay? So this comes to belief again, okay? So if we believe that we're being attacked and that we're weaker than the attack, we fall for it. 
right? But if we believe that we're an overcomer and the enemy's under our feet, that we can see it for what it is and that we're going to pass the test, then we will with flying colors, right? So check this out. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially those who believe. Woof! So good. Acts 16.31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Hebrews 11.1, 1, one of my personal faves. Now faith is the confidence. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So what I do with a verse like this, where am I going for confidence and assurance? Because faith is the confidence and assurance that I need. So if I'm going to try to go listen to somebody who can't offer me faith, probably not going to get the confidence or assurance I need. <laughs> Or I can ask that, God, help me with my unbelief, increase my faith, help me to see this through the eyes of faith, right? Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, okay? Hebrews 11.6, study Hebrews is the theory here. <laughs> and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Not sort of, kind of, not sometimes, not when I feel like it, not because I should or I have to. Those who earnestly seek him. Okay. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. A lot of times if I'm fainting, I'm probably in doubt or unbelief. Okay? Let me see. Let me see. Last one. John 14.1. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Okay, so we can, the message here, we can stop doubting and we can believe. In fact, if believing, if we actually believed that what believing was our job and that's what we're here to do, believe in ourselves so that we can believe in others and we can stand in the gap for others, then we would take it seriously and we'd start getting really good at it because we'd start practicing that every day right? Versus if we don't think that that's our job, we don't even consider that as our job, then we're not going to do it, okay? It requires being intentional. So if our job is to believe, that's what I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice believing in myself. I'm going to practice believing in God's word and God's truth. I'm going to practice believing what God says about me. I'm going to practice believing that God hears me and that he's an answerer of prayers. I'm going to start believing, okay? Any area where I'm not believing, I'm going to start believing God's best for that area, all right. So I sometimes I'm going to give you a practical way that you can do this specifically with relationship. OK, and then I'll give you the tool for Thanksgiving as well or just something you can try on and see how it goes. All right. So the strategy that I'm going to give you today is about holding space, holding space. OK, and this I see largely in relationships, but this can be for yourself. This can be for the future business or dream that you have in your heart. This could be for many, many things. This could be for your child, but holding space, okay? And holding space, it's the most fun when you're not under stress and tension. However, it is the most impactful 
when for sure you are under stress and tension and you need hope. Holding space is what actually gives you hope, okay? And it really is sowing a seed, right? Just like you're speaking the word into an atmosphere and that actually is changing a situation because God's word does not return void. This is similar, right? Because if you can see it, with your eyes of faith, you can believe it. And when you can believe it, it is, right? So holding space, what does this look like? This means, like, let's say in a relationship, you are in relationship with somebody, this could be a child, let's say that has drifted, or that is, you know, you are concerned about, you don't know how to pray for them, you're worried about them, you don't know what their day-to-day -day looks like, you feel like they might be hiding something from you, there's so much going on, and you're filling in all the gaps, right? You can hold space for them. So see them now how God sees them or see them for what's available for them. If they were healthy, if they were whole, if they were, you know, thriving, what do they look like? How would they be showing up? What would their character look like? What would they be thinking? What would they be speaking? Who would they be running with? What kind of work would they be doing in the world? Like literally create space to see it because you're sowing it. Are you with me? And then you can pray over that vision. And doing so is planting seeds and literally changing your psychology and your faith about that person. And it's also allowing you to choose hope, okay? In any area of your life that does not glisten with hope, this is a quote, any area of your life that does not glisten with hope is under the influence of a lie. So you want to get that area under the influence of God, under his truth, under his light, under his love. So bring it out of the darkness into the light. What is true, right? Not what you see. Your circumstances ain't true if they don't agree with the word of God. <laughs> what you're seeing over that person is not true if it's not God's best right? But what is? Will you dare to believe God's best for that person and hold that space and keep declaring and keep believing and keep seeing them that way when they're not showing up that way? Will you do it? Will you do it? <laughs> okay. And then when it comes to believing, believing is really what, again, creates confidence, creates assurance, and it also leads to meaning and fulfillment. Okay. But there's some things that get in the way of simply believing. All right. One is our fear. Our fear gets in the way. And it's really important to take a look at the fears that are blocking us from fulfillment, because those are usually all the lies that are limiting us. Right. So there's a quote that nobody can limit you but yourself, right? And a lot of times the way that we limit ourselves is by what we are afraid of. But if we don't even put on paper or say out loud to another human, maybe a coach, just saying, <laughs> what we're afraid of, then we can't do anything about it because we can't fix what we won't face. So a great exercise is brain dumping all of your fears on one side of the paper and then literally writing down the truth, trumping the lie with the truth and turning those into declarations so that you get to the place from declaring the truth over yourself every day that you actually feel a shift in your body to the point where you actually believe the truth more than the lie. Okay. That does take some heavy lifting on the front end, but is it worth it? You decide. Okay, so fears can block us from feeling fulfilled and they really prevent us from believing is what's happening here. 
sometimes soul corrections is what I'm going to call it, right? So for example, in the case of the person that kept attracting an emotional, un emotionally unavailable partners, there was a soul correction that's available. This is being presented to you to make a new choice. You don't have to keep choosing this kind of partner. You don't have to accept emotional unavailability in yourself or in somebody else. Okay. And once you shift that in yourself, you'll start to experience a different relationship. So how would you act if you were emotionally available? Right. And then you start course correcting and healing so that you're not emotionally unavailable. Cause usually emotional unavailability is I don't want to feel what I'm feeling. I don't want to talk about my feelings. I don't want to, uh, really dig into this and what that means for me. I just don't want to do it. I ain't got time for that. Right. Well, do you have time for more relationships that make you unhappy? Because that's the outcome that you keep experiencing, right? So sometimes the pain has to become so much that you actually start facing it, okay? But the soul correction could then be, oh, I recognize that I've been emotionally unavailable to protect myself. I haven't wanted to trust. I haven't wanted to put myself out there so much that I could be hurt again. Whatever it might be, it's usually there's a root there, right? But when you decide that you're going to be emotionally available, what do you need to do to close that gap from being totally emotionally unavailable to becoming available emotionally? Okay. And then there's a journey there, right? Because you could, for example, you could get delivered from an addiction that might've been one of the things preventing you from being available, <laughs> but there's still a process to heal from whatever that addiction was covering. So yes, you could be instantly delivered from something, but there's still a process of healing whatever that was blocking, okay? And needs to be expressed and healed, all right? So sometimes there's a soul correction that we need to face before we can really believe, right? We gotta get the stuff out of the way that's preventing us from believing. And then lastly, understanding our core beliefs and about who we are, about what we value, about what we're here to do. When you understand that clearly, it also cleans up your decision-making process. What you're going to stand for, what you're not, what you're going to be a part of, what you're not, what you're going to entertain, what you're not, what you're going to fall for, what you're not, right? What you're going to invest in, what you're not, how you're going to spend your time, how you're not. That all becomes very, very clear when you know who you are, whose you are, why you're here, and what you're going to do. When you're clear on all those things, it makes decisions easier, cleaner. They, are, they might not be easy in the sense of like, it's still going to be uncomfortable, but they're clear, right? There's no confusion about the decision to make. It's just, I need the confidence and assurance to do it. So by faith, I'm going to step out and make this decision with me. So fears, soul corrections, and knowing our values are, are things that can help us really practice believing, practically speaking, okay? In addition to that exercise that I shared about holding space, all right? So our job is to believe, to believe in our, to believe God and believe what God says and take it at face value, <laughs> to believe God, what God says about us, to believe what God has revealed to us about who we are, what we're here to do, how we're to show up in the world, his promises for us, all the things. Our job is to simply believe, all right? Just, oh my gosh, if you can get that, <laughs> so much in your life can change. Your quality of life will change, truly. Okay, now, when it comes to this fun exercise uh, for Thanksgiving or otherwise, 
I think this is a brilliant thing to do to literally when you have time that you are going to be spending with multiple humans, meeting up with a friend, spending time with a partner, whatever it is, pre-pave that time. Pre-pave that time. And if you're listening to this, you know, even when you're around family, go back in and practice this, okay? So what I mean by pre-paving the time, think about this. If you know that you're going to be with folks for, you know, however many hours, a couple of days, if you know you're going to be seeing many people and you got to juggle a lot of different things, pre-pave it. So who do I want to be really intentional about spending time with? Even if it's five minutes and I just want to offer a word of encouragement or I want to just share how grateful I am for them or I want to honor them in some way or really want to celebrate them or thank them for how they showed up in my life when I really needed them or I want to get something on the schedule so we can actually meet another time. But how can you really be intentional about creating space for who needs to be connected with in the time you have? How can you make it memorable? How can you leave the experience feeling, oh my gosh, that was so much better than I could have ever thought or imagined, okay? Because what we typically do is we go into these things blind, all right? (laughs) We book a flight, the flight gets delayed, we're hungry, we haven't eaten, we didn't sleep well, we took a red eye, we packed, we forgot stuff we packed, we get there, you know, the food's taking forever, right? Like we are just irritable and restless and distracted and it's just, and it doesn't have to be that experience at all, right? The enemy would love for us to have a really dysfunctional, unhealthy experience, but that's not God's plan for your life. And all this can be changed by even 10 minutes of just giving yourself space to pre-pave. Who do I want to connect with? What do I want to say to them? What do I want that time to look like? What would feel really good if it happened? Maybe now that I'm clear on, let's say I'm going to connect with three different humans that are really important to me. and I'm going to say these things. I'm going to make space for that. I'm going to ask them to step outside and have a conversation with me. Uh, You can schedule those things in your phone so that you'll remember to do them. And you can even ask God to highlight those opportunities for you to do that. How can you really celebrate these people? Reveal that you're grateful for them. Thank them. Bless them in some kind of way pre-pave it. See it before it happens and follow through. Because trust me when I tell you it is the simplest things that truly create these lasting memories in people's hearts. And they are so, so grateful. They remember that. That soon becomes their favorite holiday of all time because they remember these sacred moments that they got to experience that they didn't see coming. Okay. So you are blessed to be a blessing. Pre-pave that. What does that look like to be a blessing during the holiday? How can you bless others? How can you let them know how thankful you are for them? How can you offer a word of encouragement? How can you bless them? See that moment. See it play out in your mind. Look forward to it. Set a reminder in your phone so you don't have an excuse and you don't forget. When the reminder comes up or when God highlights the right moment, follow through and watch God work through you and give you the words to say and just have a divine encounter with these folks. So, so cool. And this is something that you can practice again every day if you're just meeting a friend. I often do this if I'm going to have coffee with somebody or if I'm going to um, 
you know, have a fun little date day with a girlfriend, whatever it happens to be, if I'm doing something with my partner, like I literally will pray about it. I will ask God to show me uh, moments, right? I'll ask God to give me words to say or to highlight to me, you know, what he really wants this encounter, this experience, this time we have together to be about. I always want it to be uplifting or to fill whoever's cup that I'm meeting with. But I'm really looking for that. And then I will drive home from that experience feeling so grateful because God showed up, right? Because the cool thing about this is this is still practicing belief, right? I, because I believe that God's going to show up, I envision it and I look for it and I expect him to show up and he does. And it's the coolest thing. And it amplifies my faith and it gives me courage to keep showing up and being bold and being courageous and putting myself out there and saying these things. And then I'm also pleasantly surprised too by what all of that sewing brings back to my life as well. So I just release this fun practice with you. I want to hear testimonies. So if you do practice this, let a girl know. <laughs> Send me an email. It's info at julianapage.com. You can just put testimony in the subject line. Share stories. If you have a prayer request, you can also send them over there. I make sure to pray over emails. Even if I don't respond to all of them, I make sure to pray over them. So feel free to do that. And as I mentioned, we are almost ready to launch the new site. So there's been some fun glitchiness as we've been upgrading from one site to another. So stay tuned. But make sure that you get on my email list only because that's where I share a lot of fun, free content that really is helpful. It's like having a coach in your pocket in a lot of ways. So that would be good for you. <laughs> and it's also how you can learn about the God's Vibes Mastermind, which is launching next year, which I have been preparing for you all and many other fun things. So go check that out. And until next time, have a happy Thanksgiving and stay blessed. Talk to you next week. Bye.